Welcome to Speaking from Ignorance. <laughs> uh, th- this week's guest is me, General Alexei Suvorov, inventor of the cult of the bayonet. I'm a cultured aristocrat. I'm a chameleon, almost like an actor. Whoa! Actually, it's me, Henry. I am an actor. Wow, fooled you. I'm Sid. I'm a PhD student in astronomy in Germany. I'm Daniel, award-winning mathematician and physicist. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I have technically won an award for mathematics. Did you actually? Yeah, I won best mathematician of the year. In school? (laughs) At my school. Yeah. (laughs) I'm an award-winning actor in that case. (laughs) It's a totally legit award, okay, guys? (laughs) I got a trophy in everything. For the entirety of your university career, you just fudged answers. You were like, oh, close enough, and then just wrote down what the answer was. That's what makes him the best mathematician of the year. Just don't read into how how the rest of the students must have been. (laughs) Hi, um, my name is Jack, and I am a self-certified Excel wizard. Um, Hi, Jack does uh, charity. Yep, Jack does charity. That's a good point. Uh, Hi, I'm Sammy. Uh, I'm a high-energy particle physicist. So, guys, have you been staying alert? I'm uh, yes, alert. saw some COVID nineteen coming down the street the other day. Hid behind a tree. It missed me. You gotta. You, good job. Dude, good you job. gotta. You gotta defend yourself with your AR fifteen. <laughs> We've been opening a lot of stuff up here and here in the in the old German lands. A lot of stuff has been opening up. Barbers opened this week. Outdoor sports are allowed again, as long as you keep the social distancing. Um, they might open schools, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, university and stuff are still closed. I got an email from the university with the new guidelines, and essentially you have to wear masks on long-distance trains, um, as well as in supermarkets, etc. Is that, um, oh, wow. so, uh, outdoor sports, is that uh, things like um, lawn tennis? Can't do this. <laughs> yeah, that is something like lawn tennis, Which, as, as opposed to as, as, as opposed know, to an indoor sport like real tennis. Yeah, real tennis, you know, what a sport! Uh, few of us on the podcast have been watching some real tennis earlier this week. <laughs> I think I'm going to say real, it's, real tennis is really weird. It's kind of like. Yeah, squash. You, you can understand why they made the switch to lawn tennis. I kept making the comparison to squash. So are you not thinking of badminton? I'm pretty sure you guys are thinking of that. No, no. <laughs> no, real no, no, tennis. No. no, no, real tennis. Real tennis. You, you, you want to bounce it off the wall, off the ceiling? It's the one where the like audience sits behind a netting that goes across the side, uh, and there's a, a hole in one of the walls, or like a divot in one of the walls, <laughs> and that's the hazard end, uh, as opposed to the serving end. And so you can serve into the hazard end, and then you can also hit it onto like this slanted roof, and it's kind of like the predecessor to squash. Ah, uh, so Digby's at the serving end, hitting towards the hazard. Ah, oh, he's hit the divot. It's popped up into the swivelly van, and now the quaffle is hitting the ching chang at an approximate distance of seven feet. Yes, yeah, a rather good serve, I have to say. I don't think real tennis is real. I think it's something that they've made up as a scam because nobody is actually playing this game there is no way this is a real sport that people play i've never seen anyone actually play real tennis though well apparently there are 
something like 68 real tennis courts in the UK. So clearly people do play it. You do realize that that's, that's one real tennis court per million people, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but like how many, but, but, but people would yeah, question, would you need, though? but people what? wouldn't question polo or show jumping. And that's probably got a similar intake. I am actually also looking at the thing right now that says there are more than 50 in the world rather than just the UK. And most of <laughs> and I, I, I read a, I, I, well, I can't remember the exact number, but I do remember there being over 40 in the UK. So that might mean that the majority of them in the world are in the UK. How's life been since the coronavirus five level alert system came out? Um, so the, the Stephen Sondheim Award decided that now, since, since we have to be alert, now is the perfect time to go, oh yes, could you um, submit uh, your, your, your song and prepare for a series of workshops and masterclasses with some of the top musical theatre people in the industry? Just when you're all at your worst after several weeks of not having been involved with any of that, not having uh, seriously practised the repertoire, because, you know, you expect well, to be... Well, that, that is how months. you separate the good actors from the great actors. Is it? Can they hold their sanity through the pandemic? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, so I sent off the uh, my audition yesterday. Nice. And I will hear hear back later this week. Um, hopefully soon, because the uh, the master class is on Thursday. So I want to know whether I'm participating actively, as in they want me to sing the song in the master class, or if I will be um, sort of more of a passive observer and questioner. So, should we start with the questions? The first question is Brexit 2021 predictions, question mark. Well, I like this question because we can do it again next year with Brexit 2022. <laughs> yeah, Brexit 2022 predictions, Brexit 2023 predictions. It just becomes an annual thing. So do we think Brexit will happen in 2021? I think Define it... Brexit. If it does, it'll be as a... My prediction is if it does, it'll be as a, a ball of flaming no deal as we crash land ourselves into just a huge, pointless economic recession post-corona, not able to, like, you know, actually agree on anything in time. And then just immediately... I think, I think the whole corona thing has really thrown a spanner into everyone's works. Yeah. Nobody was really expecting this big pandemic, except maybe the Chinese... But I'll, I'll put it to you this way. The people here in Germany are going forward as if we're leaving, which means I now need to do what all the other non-EU uh, immigrants in Germany have to do, which is file for a residence permit, a right to stay in the country. Well, it's just, it's just the, uh, you know, it's the pressure of pre-existing treaties. It's already on an inexorable time frame at this point. So it will just happen, regardless of whether people are negotiating a deal that that's the problem that like it would have to be actively delayed and for it to be actively delayed the current government would want to have to do that and the current government has you know is headed by boris johnson who's actively said that he isn't going to do that now the thing is boris johnson yeah, is a that was pre-liar and you know he could just go back on his word and to be fair most people who support brexit 
would probably still find some way to defend him regardless of what he does. I mean, frankly, I think... I also think... Thing, but I also think even if you were uh, massively pro-Boris Johnson's sort of programme of going, well, let's get out as soon as possible, let's leave... You, you're not necessarily so stupid as to go, well, oh, well, pandemic, that, that doesn't affect timetables at all. I think at this point, even the most unreasonable person would have to... I don't know. There's a lot of unreasonable people. But the, the, the thing is, I can't truly believe that there are 17 million people who are that stupid. Oh, I'm not, I, I don't think it's going to be that 17 million people are fully, you know, you know properly outwardly like you know we should leave no matter what no deal fire and flames i don't care personally i think probably a lot of the people who voted for brexit did so just by being uninformed tricked by tabloid media and just generally having a poorly constructed opinion about international politics i don't i don't think you can preclude the opinion that that some people you know were informed and genuinely don't like the way the EU is run with the Commission and the Council yes. and like the, yep. the general lack of accountability and were prepared to take the economic shock. I'm not saying that that's impossible. I'm saying that I think that a large majority of the people who voted aren't in that position. It would be unfair to say that the people who voted Leave did not have legitimate reasons to do so, whether or not you personally disagree with them. Yeah. No, that's how democracy works, and we are grateful to have it, even in these times where we voted to leave the EU. Well, I didn't. We, as, we as a country, have voted. Yeah, for uh, posterity, I think it should be known that we all voted Remain. Uh, I yes. wasn't able to vote. Yeah. All of us who were able to vote, voted Remain. And Had I been able to vote, leave all the way, boys. No, they're definitely remaining. <laughs> Given that I'm now in Germany as a as an, I, I I hesitate to say British expat because I might be an American expat since I've just filed my U.S. taxes. I have to apply for a residence permit, which I didn't know I would have to do because in my contract it said even if Brexit, the, I signed my contract last year in July, I think maybe in August, but around that time. And in my contract, it said, if Brexit happens, don't worry, you'll still have a job and you won't need a visa. However, I still need to apply for a residence permit because now I'm like every other non-EU uh, immigrant here in that I have to prove that I do have a job or whatever. And I'm no longer protected by EU law, which is great. Fantastic move. Which means if I don't fill it out, I can get deported. And more funnily, my uh, my housemate, which we all know, who is also <laughs> in the same situation, needs to do this. Otherwise, he could also get deported. And he doesn't speak German, so. That's going to be fun for him. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, I would need to go with to, <laughs> to get this done, because we have to do it at our local uh, town hall. Uh, your rat house. Yeah. When did the whole Brexit thing start? Was it f four years ago now? 2016. Man. I, I remember when the results came that in. That was because, like pre-Trump. Yes, it was. Because, because the first results that came in were uh, Gibraltar. I remember. And they were overwhelmingly in favour of Remain, but there's only about 20,000 people who live in Gibraltar. No, but but as in it was it was what it was a way to start the evening that 
I think made a lot of uh, Remain people go, ha, 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 foolish Brexiteers. We will have won before... Oh, my God, all the Northern results are coming in with relief. Oh, shit. Uh, I, I mean, to be fair, when it originally happened, like, that that literally happened to anyone, everyone, right? Like, like the people who ran the Brexit campaign were basically like, oh, shit, we won. Uh, <laughs> I was not expecting that. Quick, 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 burn the bus! Burn the bus! Destroy <laughs> Nigel Farage had already conceded and then realised that Brexit had won. Yeah, it, it, like, they didn't want to win. They wanted to do a political play to gain popularity. I think some of them wanted to win. Well, yeah, but it wasn't their goal uh, in the original in the original referendum. I don't think it was their goal. What, you think their goal was to show that it was a serious point of contention and make it a real thing on the political agenda? So what, if they've maybe I, got 45% honestly, of people to I vote I honestly for don't even think it was that. I, I honestly think their goal was to align themselves with these sort of political ideas and this growing animosity towards things like the EU, and therefore, by aligning themselves and, and not winning, in the future, someone might be like, oh, I like Boris Johnson because he did that thing and those damn libs stopped him or whatever, you know, I mean. Well, for, for him, yes. I, I, I'm talking about the people who actually were like the workhorses of the campaign, who, you know, either people being paid to do it or people who genuinely had enthusiasm to leave the EU. Oh, by the way, Sammy, lib, liberal in a British political context means centrist. Yeah. Because of the Liberal Democrats. Yeah. The the appropriate uh, term would be Ramona. No, the po- yeah, <laughs> the oh, that is, that is a good term. You gotta give it. You gotta give the Brexit. They're they're very creative. Yeah, they're, they're good with their names. Ramona is a good one. <laughs> the problem is uh, the problem is that, that liberal as a term is incredibly misused. Because it's liberals in an, the states, like right-wing people use the term liberal to describe left-wing people, which is just incorrect because it's actually, you know, it comes from libertarian, which is to do with like the free market, which is a right-wing policy. So like it, it has really swapped its position. The, the right-wing in the United States, the right-wing in Britain aren't really... Right wing. Well, they're not, okay. They're right wing, but they're not um, traditionally conservative. Even though they like to describe themselves as conservatives. I, I mean, why? Because that's supposed to be about noblesse oblige and larger societal um, goals. And actually, it would be uh, they're about Thatcherite sort of um, marketeering globalist financial policies which is also not in line with a uh, sort of a traditional conservative ideology which is more to do with a protectionist uh thing in fact liberalism is is in favor of globalism because uh, you're quite right about the yeah, idea yeah, of libertarianism and liberalism market i think we should wrap up the brexit 2021 thing i think let's let's split the room a show of hands who thinks it's going to happen in 2021 you know that's you 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 know that won't work on a podcast, right? Yeah, that won't work on an audio podcast. Yeah, but I'm gonna say it. I, you you see, the rest of us have video, so we can see each other. Everyone's holding their hand up, apart Sammy. from Sammy. Yeah, I, I I guess is it? Did you say 2020? 2021. 2021. Yeah, then probably. Yeah, I mean, this government. Yeah, exactly. 
uh, they'll want to get it done no matter what. Get Brexit even though, done. Even though a coronavirus is a pretty good excuse for yeah. delaying it again. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes you just got to screw the economy. Twice. Yeah. Sometimes people just have to die. Alright, what's the next question? The next question is, do you guys prefer outdoor or indoor activities? More? Real tennis, move on. <laughs> Real is in the name, it's obviously the best one. I've never even played it. You could it have picked any number though. of indoor activities and you settled on real tennis. Yeah. Scrabble exists. No, only real tennis. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm guessing you mean activities that would be typically indoors or outdoors, ignoring the fact that you could, for example, play football inside, but it isn't typically. Yeah, that's called indoor football. Yes, but like you could play, you just, you know, you, you could just kick a football around in your living room. You don't need to decompose the question. It's not a difficult question. <laughs> yeah, like like salsa dancing. Is that is that an indoor thing or is that an outdoor thing? Because you do have to go outdoors. Okay, to go. let's put it this way. When you think of the activity in your head, <laughs> are the people you think of inside or outside? Both. They're at the threshold. Well, then say it's both. You see, my favorite activity is opening doors <laughs> and going outside. <laughs> Um, okay, no, to, to, let's go back to taking it seriously for a second. Uh, I would say probably indoor for me. Uh, there are just more options that aren't directly exercise. Uh, and, and, and even the outdoor <laughs> I like everything that is not exercise. <laughs> but even the outdoor activities that are, like, you know, not necessarily sports and more up my alley are things like, I'm still picturing, like, Okay, I'm eating at a restaurant outside, <laughs> and that could be done inside, so it's not really an outdoor. Sammy, you strike me as an athlete. I could see you, picture you with a croquet mallet in hand. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the thing is, you know... For, for the listeners at home, Sammy's totally ripped. Exactly. When you're, when you're 7 foot 5 and 2% body fat, you, get, you give that impression a lot, but, you know, I don't enjoy it. It's, I was born this way. Uh, <laughs> It's in my genetics. Exactly. I mean, you know, sure, I can, you know, bench press a house, but I don't want to. So there's that. This is why he has such an unusual diet of blueberry rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, if you ever eat blueberry rice, you, you grow three foot and, you know, get really Rem heavy. Remember to also, when you make the blueberry rice, make sure you add salt to the rice as you're, as you're cooking it to, to undercut Otherwise that. Otherwise you're not even doing that, it, yeah. That, that sour blueberry taste, because Sammy's also informed us you have to use sour blueberries. Uh, what, are you, what are we counting... Uh, so, I mean, does something like going out to a restaurant, is that outdoor? Is that an activity? I think it's an activity, but I think it is... Are you active? Indoor. Well, because... it's something I would do. Like, it, it's, a, it's, it's a thing I would plan the day around, and therefore I would count it as an activity. But I think it's yeah. indoors because the restaurant itself is a building. Yeah, exactly. Does that mean, like, the only outdoor activities is, like, mountaineering and hiking? What? What? Who's that <laughs> the only outdoor activity? <laughs> like, every outdoor sport. 
no, 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 no. Actually, I changed my mind. I agree with Jack just because the point is so ridiculous. He must be onto something. <laughs> <laughs> I must have a point there somewhere. What? Mountaineering or hiking are the only outdoor activities. They're good ones. To be fair, I'm I'm on board with mountaineering Jesus. and hiking. I do like those things. But, uh... <laughs> uh, well, Sid, you proposed the question. What would you say? What's your What are your favourite indoor and outdoor? And then what do you prefer? Favourite outdoor? Probably biking, because I don't play a lot of outdoor sports. Ah, uh, you see. Um, it's because you don't need blueberry rice. Yeah, sorry, I can't go outside because there aren't enough blueberry rice in my skin. Uh, anyways, outdoors probably biking, um, hiking at times. I work on essentially a large hill that some people call a mountain, but it is most definitely a hill. And before the whole lockdown thing, about once a week, when the weather was nice, we would walk down um, to the town from work. It takes about an hour. We recently found out we can walk the other side of the hill and walk home so we might try doing that at some point um when you know we're allowed to go back to work that's good fun indoor activities uh well we started boxing i'm not sure if i should say this on the podcast but we started boxing at work uh we call it lunchtime fitness um also sometimes called lunchtime fight club but lunchtime fitness uh and that's uh, that's fun what is the so, first rule of fight club i said fitness um, is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's fun. Uh, maybe start kickboxing as well, but really, real tennis is my Real tennis, sport. yeah, yeah. Everyone's favorite indoor activity. It combines activity. all the best aspects of confusion and racket sports into I, one. I prefer being the hazard. And you can be indoors the whole time. Either way, though, Sid, favorite indoor activity then? I don't know if I have a favorite indoor activity. I, I I have a lot of activities. If we limit it to sports, then it would be some form of martial arts. If we... Uh, let's not limit it. Let's keep it open. Yes. So the second part of my answer is if we don't limit it, then probably music, which I class as an indoor activity simply because I'm normally indoors when I do it. This is something I've only done twice, but it's really, really fun. It's like next level fun. Um... Kaylee's or like barn dancing. Oh right, like uh, incredible, Scottish right? Kaylee, yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's they just, are good it's fun, just actually, an absolute right. Went to one yeah. last year. <laughs> really good fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, can you explain what this is to someone? It's a, a, a Kaylee is a it, yeah. It's exactly what uh, Jack said. It's a it's a barn dance. It's just a Scottish thing. We do Highland dancing and traditional sort of Scottish folk dance, and we often have them around Burns Night. So, celebrating so, like, the famous like, Scottish poet <laughs> Robert Burns. Robert Burns, my check. I do. What a fantastic <laughs> night. Oh, my God, being a bunch of Scots. I still have PTSD from Burns night. What did you do? We didn't do anything. Jack and I had to stop a bunch of Scottish people from burning down pubs, essentially. Uh, <laughs> it's oh about God. a poet. Why are they trying to burn... <laughs> what, was, what was that quote, Jack? It was like... Why are we out here fighting each other? We should be in the pubs fighting English people. Jack and I are like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Just a bunch of rowdy Glaswegians come down south. To, to be fair, I do it's think awful. that is one of the latter lines in uh, Robert Burns' poem, The Haggis. I'll put it to you this way. When Jack and I got to said Burns Night celebration, everyone was already wasted. Oh, dear. oh it was pretty bad. That was just so much buck bass. It was real bad, and nobody remembers anything from that night. 
Except me and Jack. Like, we remember like, everything. I mean, Sid arrived and there were like already holes in walls and oh, like. What time did you arrive? Like nine p.m. It was. <laughs> That's bad. We arrived. We arrived when we were supposed to arrive. <laughs> so, you, so you arrived on time. I don't even know if it was nine. It might have been earlier. <laughs> I'll be honest. It was not. It was not a great night. Um, oh, that was a fantastic night. You know, collecting Scottish people from like the gutters of roads. Well, it, does, it, does, it does bring yeah. up a breaking up fight. Is uh, is is drinking an indoor or outdoor activity? <laughs> depends. Depends what country you're both. in. Well, yeah. I'm proud to live in a nation where you can drink on the street at any time How of does day. It... <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have zones where you know you shouldn't be publicly drinking? Some places definitely. Yeah. Children's play yeah. parks and schools. You shouldn't be drinking in those places. But is it illegal to, or is it a, a you shouldn't be? I don't know if it's illegal. But there, there were signs in the centre of Exeter, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There was like no, no drinking signs yeah. and stuff, and it was like yeah, but, technically but I don't illegal, know if that's illegal possible. or if it's a recommendation. I, I think it had fines associated with it on the sign. It said okay. It. Sounds illegal. I, I think well, being drunk and disorderly is is a crime. So yeah, but but I don't know if just drinking. Is is a, is ever technically yeah something you because that's the thing you can't do in America or well I guess the, the US yes I only realised that recently but drinking in the US is quite quite taboo as, as yeah well, in a way that it is you know taboo. those prohibition vibes coming yeah. through you can die for your country three years before you can drink so that's that's fun yeah. well the, the, apparently the the drinking age was lowered to eighteen for a while in in the US. And then because certain states, a lot of states had it at 21, they raised it up again so it was consistent across um, across the nation. Because my um, one of the people who trained me, um, who shall remain nameless, but is from, from the States and is an older gentleman, but he said that when he was at college, um, so for anybody who's not familiar with that terminology, university, uh, you were allowed to drink. So, so he he'd been drinking since he was eight, uh, eighteen, and it had been perfectly legal. And then I think the year after he finished, they they raised it back up to twenty one. Ah, he got out just in time. <laughs> Would have really sucked if he started off drinking and then suddenly wasn't allowed to. Yeah, I, I, I'm 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 fairly sure that a common American issue was that um, young people. Would go across state borders to, to, to somewhere where they, they were legally allowed to drink and then they'll drive home drunk, which is absolutely yeah. Damn, Americans going into Mexico, drinking all of the tequila and then driving over the border. Similarly, people in Germany on Sundays who are near the Dutch border, this is a very specific scenario, but will drive across to the Netherlands to do their shopping um, because on Sunday here, all the supermarkets are closed, so you can't do any shopping. So you got to drive over to, to the Netherlands. I used to like that about Germany. <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, and like kids in Jersey will go over to St. Malo and like buy uh, fireworks from the shops there and bring them back on the ferry. Because uh, you're allowed... Just Jersey uh, things. Yeah, you're allowed to sell fireworks to kids, or you were used to. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good France. idea, though. <laughs> well, I just think the French are quite laissez-faire to, to be slightly... General. Uh, I was going to say the classic example, of course, from uh, Brunei homes is just going to Malaysia to buy alcohol. Yes, and then yes, because back. I mean, Allah cannot see you in Malaysia. But I thought you guys wouldn't be subject to it because you're not Muslim. 
You still can't buy alcohol. Or sell uh, like that's no, just a you, federal law. You mean you, you sort of can in certain places, like uh, that, like they had, they were selling, they sold alcohol at the yacht club in Brunei, which was an enclave that had been given to them by the. That's a single Sala, exception, yeah. And the Nafi in the British garrison in the south of Brunei as well, but that's oh, only okay, if you're fair enough. military personnel. Otherwise, you have to go to Malaysia. But it's pretty easy because you just go in any direction far enough when you're in Malaysia. Yeah, it's about an hour in any direction. So, and um, oh no, I definitely. Well, no. To be fair, this. not any direction. You might end up in the sea. I, I was going to say about how you could go across the sea on a speedboat to the island that is a federal territory of Malaysia, just pick up some booze and then bring it back. Yeah, um, and avoid yeah. customs. Um, <laughs> but that's smuggling. But that's smuggling, so don't do that. Um, <laughs> I, I will say that I think uh, international smuggling is definitely an outdoor activity. I don't know because I think are there any are there any uh, can you can you cross borders purely indoors? Yes, the Channel Tunnel. The Channel Tunnel yeah. is purely indoors. So <laughs> or just so, through an airport, really, right? Like you're te- nah, I would I, say nah, in a plane, you know, you're indoors, right? But it's a vehicle. Yeah, are we classing being in a vehicle? That's the thing. Well, are you the, walking the, like, channel through the Channel Tunnel? tunnel? <laughs> yeah, but the, the, but the airplane isn't going True, through a tunnel, point. it's just going through the air, right? The, the, at least the tunnel is a structure that's built, and ev- you are within a building, technically. Okay, well, sorry, for the same reason. It doesn't have doors at either end, right? It doesn't have doors at either end. For the sake of argument, I am walking through the maintenance tunnel of the channel. Beautiful. For 20 miles. <laughs> smuggling, what would you What would you even smuggle? Well, let's be... Fireworks. Tri- yeah, Fireworks from France into Britain. You're an eight-year-old... You're an eight-year-old child smuggling fireworks from France to Britain <laughs> through the maintenance tunnel that you are walking through. This is why uh, smuggling can be an indoor activity as well. Daniel, what is your favourite indoor activity? <laughs> favourite indoor activity? I don't know, there are so many to choose from. Um, I guess... Uh, will either be playing video games or watching movies, I guess. Yeah, I mean, those are some quality See, here's choices. A, here's right? a pro for indoor activities over outdoor activities. No seagulls indoors, normally. That's true. You That's swear. true. Yeah, you do say normally, because it's possible. Yeah. It's possible, but it's rare. It's rare. It's definitely an occurrence where you're like, oh, how did that happen? And that makes it interesting of its own accord. Whereas outdoors, there's seagulls. I mean, living in Jersey, I have had seagulls come into my house on multiple occasions. (laughs) 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 What about you, Jack? I feel like my favorite indoor activity is dismantling foreign governments. That's true. That is a good one. I actually, I I met someone recently. It It was a very wild character. And basically, he 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 was studying uh, university. I won't name which university, but he was he was studying like um, computer science and um, I don't know, like computer security or or something like cryptography, something like that. Um, and he was recently banned from using computers for the next five years for um, hacking into his his home country's banks. So like cyber terrorism, and so and that was just like young man. yeah, and that was just him and his friends like idea of a good time like 
a good indoor activity. Cyber terrorism. <laughs> yeah, it really extends the qu- the question of what is an indoor activity. Is robbing a bank an indoor activity? If Once you get that. into the car for the getaway, does that make it an outdoor activity now? It's. I think we have definitive best activities now because we have indoor cyber terrorism, outdoor <laughs> international smuggling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of my favorite indoors activities is systematically underfunding uh, the country's infrastructure. How are you systematically underfunding it? No, sorry, did you not know? I'm I, I'm Boris Johnson. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. hi, Boris. How are you? It's, it's such a such an honor to have you as guests on this podcast. So can I um can I get a tip? Uh, I'd like to do some insider trading if you don't mind. No, that's illegal. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> don't know. You could ask David Cameron. <laughs> well, I actually know somebody who knows David Cameron. Um, Whoa! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Which is yeah, it's like the, it's it's when you find out you've been mixing in those social circles. And you know, I get here. <laughs> That's the whitest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, do you want to hear? Okay, so when I found this out, uh, it was at a Christmas party in 2016. Uh, it might have been 20. 20- might have been 2017 actually, but 2016, 2017, so around that time, invited to a girl's house for a Christmas party, as were several of my compatriots. And then I realised when I stood next to her stuffed ibis in her library, and she was talking about her brother going shooting with David Cameron, I was somewhat uh, socially out of my league. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, God, I know I sound posh, but I'm not this level of. Uh, well, I quite like it, actually. I could get used to being in a house with a library in Zone 2 in London. It's three stories high and has a garden bigger than my entire house. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I was going to. I was going to say that, you know, surely you just had your butler bring you your own real ibis to compare. And then... <laughs> and it was a real ibis. It was just dead and stuffed in a jar. <laughs> oh, that is significantly less cute than I was. I was imagining like a plushie. I was imagining no. like a girl in a room with a plushie. No, no, no. no. It was taxidermy. It's a taxidermied <laughs> ibis. It's now an indoor ibis. ibis. Not only taxidermy, but stuffed in a jar as well. <laughs> well, oh. it was like a big um, metal bell, Display uh, not case. metal, um, glass bell jar, and it was sort of you know how taxidermists sort of sometimes make animals look like they would in in a moment of life. Um, It's like that. Whereas Victorian taxidermy, this is genuinely worth looking up for anybody who... uh, Well, actually, I'll put it on the YouTube version. But for those of us who are just listening, um, it's worth looking up Victorian mouse taxidermy because they wouldn't make them look like mice look in nature. They would put them in whimsical sort of costumes. So there's like mice in boxing rings and mice in a top hat with a cane and things like that. It used to be quite popular in Victorian times. And taxidermy, I read the other day, is apparently undergoing something of a renaissance. (laughs) (laughs) We hate animals. Taxidermy is, is, is a very weird indoor activity. I feel like yep. if, if if you're suddenly getting it's into very strange. someone should be concerned. Yeah, I think I think if a small child came up to you and went, "My dream is to become a taxidermist," <laughs> I, I, I would. It's like a small you. step away from a serial killer. <laughs> though, I don't know. I don't know what point you go is really weird though, because I think a lot of people would find somebody designed to be an undertaker quite weird, but actually, yeah, undertakers. 
Yeah, do you need taxidermists? You need morticians and you need taxidermists <laughs> to provide us with whimsical mouse taxidermy. No, you, no, you don't need taxidermists. But I just, I just wonder what, what the cut. Well, no, 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 no. You misunderstand, Sid. You and I don't need taxidermists. Yeah. Of course, Holmes, Holmes needs a taxidermist. How else are you supposed to live without going to your house? <laughs> And having your butler show you your stuffed items. How will you display your hunting trophies? Oh, please allow me to stress for the audience, I have no taxidermy. <laughs> so should we move on to the end? No, we need to say whether or not we prefer indoor or outdoor activity. I think we've, we've learnt that it's difficult between smuggling across international borders and cyber terrorism. <laughs> and you know, then there is taxidermy. And real te real tennis! Real tennis. Real, oh, of course. Real tennis. There is no there is no sport better than real tennis. Yeah, that's all that's all for this week. We should get the questions up for next week, but before, we'd like to tell you how you can find us. We are on Anchor FM, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. Search for Speaking From Ignorance. Our Twitter handle is at From Ignorance. Uh, you know, feel free to tweet us any questions you might have. You can also email us at speaking.ignorance at gmail.com. When you said any question, I was thinking, they're going to finally ask for my definitive address. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're, we're not necessarily going to answer your question. That, yes, that is true. And an important disclaimer. Uh, ah, and the questions I've generated for next week are, do copyright laws need to be reformed for the internet age? And are the Star Wars prequels actually genius? Nice. That sounds good. Let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks again for listening, everyone. See you next week. <laughs>